I have some news to share. The Pumping Podcast now has two sponsors and I could not be more excited. So mamas out there listening, whether you're a soon-to-be mama, a new mama, or you're looking for a gift for someone, if you want an all-in-one feeding system that you can pump, store, and feed all from the same bag, my guest Sarah recommends to try the Kind Twist. And I now have a very special link just for you in the show notes. Kind products are the safest and most convenient way to collect, store, and feed breast milk. Check them out today in the show notes, and let me know if you'd like a free starter kit, and I'll hook you up. My next sponsor is Hypnobabies. You might have heard me talk about them before. If you haven't listened to episode 7 yet, take a listen. I sit down with the founder of Hypnobabies. Her name is Carrie Tushoff. Hypnobabies is a method of easily and naturally preparing for childbirth. There are also single tracks as well if you don't want the full method. And there are even tracks for non-birth-related things like how to quit smoking, to help your toddler sleep better, and even to ease that anxiety, which I know we all could use at many times. The most exciting thing is though, if you check out the link in the show notes and make sure you use the promo code PUMPINGPODCAST, you'll get 20% off. Check them out! Now off to the regular scheduled program. (laughs) This is Jess, and you're listening to the Pumping Podcast. Hey mamas, how are you? No, really, I want to know. Please reach out to me. I hope that you're holding up okay. As far as me, well, my husband and I got laid off, but that was kind of to be expected, and our insurance is going to be ending soon, but I looked into great alternatives, and we're coping. Every single day, I try to breathe and get a little bit present and focus on the things that I can control. So I've been here racking my brain and thinking, what do my mamas out there need? And what can I give them? How can I be of service at this time? So I'm really, really excited to announce that I have decided to do a meditation series. It's just going to be a little mini series of three to four episodes. And we're going to focus on meditation, faith, and stillness at this time. The moms that I'm going to be chatting with are going to be able to give you a sense of calm, peace, and offer you a moment of stillness. So I'm so excited to announce my very first guest. This mama's name is Jen, and she created an app just for mamas called Stillpoint. It's a meditation app just for you. She designed this meditation just for you at this very specific moment in time. And so I really, really hope that you enjoy it. And most of all, if you wouldn't mind sharing with other mamas who might need it in this time, we all need to band together and support and encourage each other. So if you would pass the pumping podcast and especially this episode on, I would be so grateful. And mamas, if there's anything in particular that you do need from me, reach out, tell me what kind of an episode you'd like to hear and I'll make it happen. So here we go. Here's Jen. So today, if you're joining in and listening to us today, we're speaking with Jen Prokhorov, and she is a mother of four. And Jen, where are you from? I forgot to ask you that. I'm from Denver originally. Denver originally. And where are you now? Utah. Utah. That's right. That's right. Well, 
Today is going to be a little bit different. I'm kind of working on this series that I've been inspired to do around meditation because I think it's really important for where we are now. And Jen is going to bring us through a meditation later on. And before we go into all of that, though, I want to talk a, just a little bit about motherhood and the business that she created, which is an app called Stillpoint App, which we'll hear a little bit more about in just a few minutes. But first, before we dive into all of that, Jen, I just want to know. How have you been doing? How have you been doing throughout all this? How have you been feeling on a personal level, your family, all of that? Yeah, um, it's one day at a time, put it that way. It's so um, unpredictable what's going to happen next and how it's going to go. And it's easy to get caught up in, you know, the media and what's happening. And, you know, because we're so anxious and on the edge of our seats to figure out like where what's going to be tomorrow that it's hard not to try to keep up with it. But at the same time, you know, for your own mental health, I feel like we have to kind of take a break from that and just say, okay, like this is what it is. And um, we've got to be in the moment. And my kids are, you know, I've got four kids ages six to 15. So we're homeschooling and it's was never one of my ambitions. So <laughs> we're <laughs> taking that one day at a time too. And um I should say it's going better than I thought it would. So we've, you know, I knew at the beginning we had to have a schedule, otherwise it was going to be chaos. So we've got a schedule and we're trying to stick to it as much as possible. And the kids are cooperating and we are, we're doing okay. Um, there are times when I'm, I'm not okay, but I just have to let that be and, and understand that that's also a natural reaction to everything that's going on is sometimes it's not going to feel okay. And social distancing is really hard. It's hard not to feel lonely at times, which I do, but things like this uh, are helpful. Connect with others. Yeah, absolutely. And before all of this kind of went underway, what was life like? Were all four kids going to school and you were home or how did that look like for you? Yes. So my youngest is a first grader. So this is the first year that he's in all day school and I have more of a longer work day. I work from home and it's very flexible um, because it's my own, my own venture. So I can be as flexible as I need to. And I try to make my field, my kids feel like they're number one. So when they come home, I'm all theirs. And a typical day is just me, you know, doing my thing at home. And then when they arrive, I'm turn myself over to them. So that's, that was a normal day for us. So I was so inspired to start this new meditation series as I'm kind of calling it, because I felt like that was something that I could do to give back and that maybe moms might need, or women in general, men, if you're listening, anybody would just need at a time like this, a moment to just step back and breathe and connect with themselves in the present. And I ended up finding you who Jen has created a meditation app for moms, which is called Still Point. And it says online that you were looking for a rest during motherhood and that it says on there, I'm going to quote you, you ended up being led to create for mothers what you greatly needed for yourself, a still point, which is just so beautiful. At first, when I saw the name of the app, I thought, still point, what does that mean? And as I was reading through your stuff online, I thought, wow, that's really, it just is exactly what it is. It brings you back to that sense of stillness. So tell us a little bit more about that app and how did it come about? Yeah. Um, 
Well, the story behind the app kind of comes with my own journey into mindfulness. So we lived abroad for 10 years and came back. Uh, it's been about four years now, four and a half years. And as we came back to the States, it was, you know, assimilating back into modern culture. And there's a lot of words and, and things that people were saying. I didn't always, you know, some were just things like, really? You know, people didn't say that when I left. <laughs> so things that were just kind of pop culture but also I stumbled upon this word I kept hearing, mindfulness. I had no idea what it was. We were living in California in the Bay Area at the time, and um, it was a little more progressive there in that area, and it was being taught in the schools, and they offered a class for parents, and I was, my interest was piqued. It sounded like um, something that I needed. I think they advertised it as you know helping parents find calm in the chaos, and I, I knew mm -hmm. that was something I needed. So mm -hmm. I signed up for the class, and I think it was only six or eight weeks, um, but it was an introduction for me into a world I'd never really knew about or experienced and something that I really found resonated with me and I'm kind of a spiritual person anyway. And it just helped me to learn to tune in. So as I learned more about mindfulness, um, I started my own practice and felt it very powerful, life-changing really. Um, and I knew that it was something that I was going to continue forever. And when I started to search for resources out there, how can I find something catered specific to my personal needs? You know, I, I started in the mindfulness class for parents. And when I wanted to find guided meditation specific for parenthood, which I'm, you know, fully immersed in, in this stage <laughs> of life, I didn't find what I wanted out there. And really what I wanted to do was combine, you know, the stack of parenting books next to my bed <laughs> with the fine training of meditation practice. And so when I didn't find it, I, I just decided to do it myself. So that's kind of the idea behind it is to combine inspiration from leading parenting literature and, with the mind training practice and the mindfulness skills um, into a meditative practice. So how old were then, your kids at that point when you, when you started that? Yeah, when we moved back to the States, my youngest was two. So they were, I guess, by the time I started, it was he was probably three and up to about 12 or something like that. Yeah, so you were right in the thick of it, all the adventures. Yeah. <laughs> and so if people go to your app and discover it, what, what can they see? What can they find? We want it to be inspirational. So we have daily inspirational quotes from uh, parenting experts that are out there and meditations that are specifically catered to the struggles of, of motherhood um, and the everyday challenges that they face. Uh, we have it structured in a lot of 10-day series, so it'll take a topic such as loving them as they are or finding balance, that kind of thing, and then you can work through 10-day um, series of meditations. Most, uh, those are seven minutes long, so they're bite-sized, designed for mothers, and after each meditation, you'll be prompted to set an intention, if you'd like, for the day, hopefully based on some inspiration or wisdom that you gained in your meditation, and then you can get notifications about that intention throughout the day, so as not to forget, as we often do, the, the good ideas that we have in the morning. So. Yep. That's beautiful. So I'd like to take a second and just dive back a little bit into the past and touch on what life was like for you before you became a mother, which I know was a while ago, it but is. I find it fun. Ago. That's right. Uh, hard to remember. <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is I was free as a bird. That's how it was. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. <laughs> I had so much more time. 
hard to remember even feeling that way. Yeah, I, sometimes I get a break and, and get to take off on a vacation without kids and I get to be reminded of what that was like. But um, yeah, you're never the same again. So before uh, kids, we were living in New York City and really it was only three years from the time that I got married to the time we had kids. and. I didn't find a, a full-time job in New York at that time, but I did a bunch of just creative work. I worked on some photo shoots and did some photography shows and did some research in environmental health, um, those kinds of things. But really, I was just taking advantage. I knew my days were numbered. I wanted to be a mother, and so I, I took advantage as much as possible and, and just had those creative pursuits kind of top of mind. Did you find a rush to become a mom or was it just something that was on your platter and you wanted it yeah I always planned on it I knew I wanted a family and you know we as a partnership and marriage we wanted one together and we talked about it a lot and when it happened we were prepared and ready and so I think it was perfect timing actually for us and how have you found motherhood has changed you oh boy um it's so all-encompassing <laughs> that it's hard to think of even who I was before, you know, and in that free of a bird, free, free as a bird days, I, you're so focused on yourself, you know, and so when you have people that are dependent upon you for their very existence, it takes over everything. And mm -hmm. as you grow into that role and become a mother, 24 7 365 days a year it just teaches you a lot of things that life maybe could teach you otherwise but maybe not there's so many characteristics of humanity that we all kind of strive for in life that I feel like being a parent teaches you it's the refiner's fire you know it's really really difficult but it's guides you i feel like to where most of us are striving for as people and as humans so it's hard to remember who i was before i you know began fulfilling this role as a mother but i feel like it's taken me where i want to go as a person hmm that's beautiful so now that your children are a little bit older and looking back to that time, is there anything that you would have done differently as a new mom? Um, I'm not sure if I would have done things differently. Uh, it's kind of like saying, you know, what would you have done differently as a child, right? It's, it's, we do the best mm. with what we have at the time and with what we know, and there's no way to kind of know it all from the beginning and to be able to do it all right the first time. So um there's nothing major that I would look back and say yeah I, I was a real idiot with that <laughs> you know for the most part I tried and I read <laughs> books and I really put my heart into it um and I think we all just have to learn for ourselves you know uh through our own experience I feel like I'm a much wiser mother now um but that all had to come through through screwing up a lot and figuring it out as I went so I don't know if I were to tell new mothers anything, it would probably just be to open your heart to learning and to growing into this new role, embracing it for what it is. You know, it is going to take over your life and there's no way around that. So it's a matter of just kind of retaining your heart in all of it, learning to trust your own intuition, which 
maybe you didn't need as much before you were a mother, but now it it really helps you to tune into your kids, tune into yourself, and and helps you to learn to love yourself, be gentle and forgiving with yourself, and <laughs> savor those bits of joy because it's a real roller coaster, and and those bits of joy that you can savor will really get you through the harder times, knowing that your kids will teach you much more than you will teach them. I definitely didn't know that when I started, you know, you think because you have to teach them so much, yeah, you know, how to absolutely. walk, how to eat, how to talk, you know, you think that you're teaching them everything, but you reach a certain point where you're like, okay, actually you're the teacher. The rules have reversed. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. So that's, yeah. Start taking notes from your kids young. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. What impact do you think meditation had on your mothering? Impact, I would say meditation, its goal is to teach us to live in greater awareness. So once you can kind of learn to grow that skill, you will start to see, at least I've started to see thought patterns and start to see like where I'm just creating my own stories or where I'm using expectations to set myself up for disappointment or where I'm creating my own realities in my head that don't necessarily align with the realities of what's going on around me and what my children are producing for me. So it's helped me to recognize those thought patterns, also emotions, and to stop back and say, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is why I need to allow myself to feel, and then I can act on it in better accordance with how I want to show up instead of just reacting on autopilot, which, you know, there's a lot of things we need all autopilot for, you know, we don't want to learn to relearn to brush our teeth daily, but. Right. But that thoughtful parenting. Yeah. It sets us up for disaster when we think that we can get a, get by responding always on autopilot. So I've recognized a lot more um, the emotions that I feel, the thought patterns, and also just teaches us to be more present. You know, we're not able to really tune into our kids if we're, we're always thinking about something else. And especially when you have multiple kids, you've got to multitask in some way, but... Yeah you know, science has shown that our brain doesn't really do that very well. So it's, it's learning to compartmentalize and give our child or partner or ourselves, whoever it is, our whole attention in each moment. So that's what I've seen. And did you introduce meditation to your kids or did they just see you doing it and were curious about it? Yeah, I probably just started on my own at first before I really understood how to teach them. And I've read a lot about how to teach them. Um, and there are a lot of resources out there, which are great. My kids are, you know, because of their ages, some are more open to it than others. My older kids aren't as responsive right now to that. And so maybe they'll see it in their own time and come to it in their own time. But my younger ones love it. And there are some great apps that we use that are really fun for them. And they ask for it at night. And But seeing them, you know, the kids seeing you do it yourself and having your own practice and hopefully showing up better because of it, um, I think is a great example for them. And hopefully that they'll 
have their own practice in their own way someday. Yeah. I think kind of subliminally, if they see you do it, then it, over time, you know, the teenagers might not be too cool for it right now, but they'll circle back eventually, you know, mom will end up being cool eventually. And so will her <laughs> meditations. <laughs> Why do you think meditation is important, especially for others at a time like this? What can it, what can it do for people? Yeah. I mean, the world is facing something that most of us, I think there may be a few that saw the, the Spanish flu of years ago, but most of us have not ever experienced anything like this before. Yeah. And we're set up to feel a whole bunch of emotions that maybe we've never felt all together before. And I mean, it's the stress of having kids at home to homeschool all the time, not being able to have play dates, you know, the loneliness of social distancing financial struggles and worries, fear and anxiety about our own health and safety, or those that we love. There's disappointment about canceled plans. There's grieving even over the normalcy of life, you know, the things that we were so used to. And so we are feeling this huge range of emotion right now that if we're not dealing with correctly, then we're stuffing it and it's going to end up bubbling over bubbling up and you know not doing for us what we what we want to do i i had a breakdown in the costco parking lot the other day <laughs> i've probably been stuffing my emotions you know even with a mindfulness practice that happens and i just saw this line of people strung out you know six feet apart around the whole building trying to get into costco I was like what is the world coming to and so i think i just held on to everything for so long that it all came out but I think processing these emotions is really important for all of us and recognizing them, understanding why we're feeling the way we are and learning to let ourselves feel it and just say, this is all normal and it's okay if I feel this way. It's okay if I feel scared or sad that I didn't get to take that trip or grief over wishing things weren't this way. You know, all of that is okay and normal, and it's important for us to address those things in a productive and and helpful way instead of just ignoring it or saying we shouldn't feel this way or saying it'll just go away soon if I, you know, don't deal with it. So it's important to have the skills. Oh, yeah. Have you found that your meditation practice has upped the ante ever since this ensued, or no? Well, you mean, have I been doing it more? More frequently, yeah. I wish, except that my kids are home now more than they were. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I've at least kept it consistent and stable, which is helpful. And we do it together with my kids at night. So hopefully, hopefully it's enough to, to get me through. Yeah. Well, I think if anything, if we're just able to stop for any period of time during the day, and just really settle down and settle our thoughts. I mean, I've even found myself on social media way more than I ever have. And I really need to kind of dial that down. And I think if you can do that through a meditation, it's probably the optimal choice if possible. Yes, for sure. Well, if you would be so inclined, I would love to go through a little meditation with you and you can take our listeners through the journey as well. Perfect. We can all go through the journey together. That would be wonderful. So take a moment to settle yourself and get comfortable. 
whether in a seated position on a chair or on the floor. Keeping your spine tall, but not strained in any way. You can rest your hands gently in your lap. Gently letting the eyes close and settling in. Feeling grounded to the earth in this moment. And taking a deep breath in through the nose. And then use you gently release through your mouth, let your shoulders completely relax. And taking another deep breath, inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. And then letting your breath resume its natural rhythm, not forcing it in any way. Just appreciating the gift that these few minutes of peace are to you thanking yourself for making it happen. The world around us is experiencing a difficult time in history. Fear, uncertainty, stress and unease are swirling all around us. It's easy for us to get overwhelmed by all of the changes and the resulting emotional reactions inside of us. But now more than ever, it is of critical importance to go within in order to find peace and calm. To access that place within you that is steady, centered and present. Difficult times call for inner strength and steadiness. Especially as mothers, to be a role model for our children. To be the eye of the storm and help them navigate the intensity of what is going on around us. Our children in particular need to feel a sense of normalcy and safety and our steady heart amidst it all can be a grounding reassurance to them that all will be well. This is a temporary state. Take a moment now to sense your connection to the support beneath you. Feel the earth holding you cradling you, offering you that steadiness. Let this feeling reassure you. And then moving your awareness to the sense of connection that the earth offers you a connection with all other human beings, 
crisis we're facing is a global crisis and we're all in this together. We're all going through the chaos and the uncertainty together. Feel the human spirit banding together in this moment. All of us, one family, fighting for health, for safety, for return to life as we know and appreciate it. Struggling with the same discomfort, fear, anxiety, and other challenging feelings. Though we may feel alone, distant, or isolated at times, we can rest now knowing that we're all facing these things together. And now moving your attention to your body. Our bodies and our mind are inextricably connected. And in times of stress in the mind, as we struggle against uncomfortable emotions or resist difficult circumstances, our bodies naturally contract and constrict. So take a moment to find where those contractions are in your body. Are you furrowing your brow or clenching your jaw? Can you drop your shoulders down or release tension in the belly? Check in with your neck, your back, your arms and legs. Take a few deep breaths and release all that tension on the exhale. You're safe and supported now, grounded in this moment. All is well in the present. Let the rhythm of the breath soothe you. Our breath is a constant, always reminding us to come back to the present moment. And when thoughts arise, as they always do, we just let them leave us as easily as they came. Not getting attached, just releasing. And then, dear mama, let's check in with you now. We've addressed your physical body, but how are you feeling emotionally right now?
You've got so much pressure placed upon you to have it all together, to handle all your responsibilities, to manage everyone else's emotions, to be the calm in the storm. Let's take some time to see how you are doing. Consider what emotions you've been facing during this time. Name each one as they arise. Trust that you can safely allow yourself to feel each and every one of them. Emotions are what make us human. They make us feel alive. Knowing that all of these emotions are normal, that you are not alone in any of them, that all of these emotions play a role in your life, both the pleasant ones and the uncomfortable ones. Welcome them all. Understanding that we can't control what feelings arise, our body produces them. But as we tune into ourselves and recognize each one, allowing ourselves to feel whatever comes up without trying to fix it or change it, we cease resisting and we can begin accepting. We accept that all of these emotions, joy, contentment, gratitude, as well as grief, disappointment, frustration, anger, uncertainty, and anything else you may feel, all exist for a reason. They have messages to send us about what we care about deeply. They warn us that our safety is threatened and also remind us of what we value the most. And so in order to let these emotions move through us, we need to see them, hear them, and feel them. Let your feelings open, expand, Intensify and then release. Let them drain down and out of your body and into the earth. Feeling your whole body relax as they move through you and out of you. leaving a greater sense of spaciousness and a freedom in its wake.
feeling grounded, safe, solid, and held. Feeling a new openness, lightness, release. Feeling courageous, resilient, and strong. Feeling centered, empowered, and renewed. Then placing one or two hands on your heart, Take another deep breath. Take the opportunity to appreciate this moment. This moment when all is still. When you can let go of all that weighs you down and release all worry about the future and just be grateful for this moment of peace. This moment of stillness and steadiness. Thank yourself for being here and for giving your mind and your body a few minutes of true rest. Then returning your hand to rest gently in your lap, take another deep breath in filling the chest and belly with air, and then release. Relaxing the muscles of the face, the neck, the shoulders. Another deep breath in and letting it all out in full exhale. knowing that you are mother strong, that you are capable, and you are all that anyone needs you to be. The current challenge is temporary, and in our collective world strength, we will come out on top. Then gently wiggling your fingers and toes, blinking your eyes open again returning to the space around you with newness of spirit, stamina, and stability. Namaste. That was beautiful. Mamas, if you just meditated with us, I oh, I hope you're feeling as relaxed as I am. And I encourage you to repeat this meditation daily or as often as you need to, to find that still point to find that stillness. You know, it was interesting as you were talking. I've been thinking a lot about what you said, and then you said it, which was this idea of togetherness that, you know, not only are we going through something that's extremely hard, but the entire world is going through that. And, you know, I think so often 
in whatever burdens we carry or hardships we go through, it feels so personal. You know, it feels so hard and the weight is all on our shoulders. But I've been really trying, you know, in those moments that I do have to go out and get groceries or I do go out for a walk to the park, to catch little glimpses of people as I'm walking by and share a little smile and a little warmth. Unfortunately, I have seen some not so nice things and tension and argument on the street, but if I can give a little bit of myself and do a little something, do my part and just share a smile and share hope, you know, I mean, back back in 9-11, that's what we were all looking for. And we recovered and then some from that time. So I encourage all of you out there, mamas, to first of all, know that you are just where you're supposed to be and you're enough and you're doing enough. And if you allow yourself, even if it's, even if you wake up 15 minutes earlier than you have been to allow yourself this little bit of time, or you try to stay up 15 minutes later so you can do this right before bed, I think it'll be so important. And I know I'm ready to start my practice. I'm, it's never been something I've done, but I'm ready. I'm signed awesome. up. <laughs> so if people want to find more, from the Stillpoint app and from you, how can they do that? Where can they find you? Yeah, our website is Stillpoint app. It's all one word, S-T-I-L-L-P-O-I-N-T-A-P-P dot I-O. Or go straight to the app store. Unfortunately, we're only iOS for now, but uh, we're in the app store under Stillpoint. Amazing. I'll put that information in the show notes as well. Your voice is so calming. I love it. I hope that you're able to have tracks, you know, where you don't have to lead meditations for yourself as for well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one final question for you since you are a mom. And it's my favorite question to ask. And that is, what is something that when your children, now some of them are closer than others, but what is something that when your children are 18, you would like them to know? I'd like them to know how much they're capable of, not only on the outer sense of, you know, you can make your dreams come true and you can shoot for the stars and all that stuff, which is very important, but I want them to know how much rests on who they are inside as a person, how much they are able to change and develop and grow and do a lot more with themselves than they think they can. I think, you know, neuroplasticity of the brain is a newer concept that we're recognizing how much we can change. And it all starts within. So if we want to enact amazing things in the world, that's great. But it all starts inside with us and, and what we believe we can do and what we can believe we can change about ourselves a lot more than we always thought we could. So I want them to go forth empowered with that knowledge that they can do anything, but it all starts inside. And the process of meditation for all of us brings us back to going inside and being a little internal and grounded. That's beautiful. I love that. 
Jen, thank you so much, especially in this crazy time for kicking the kids out of the house <laughs> and um, devoting some of your time to us. I really, really appreciate it. And I know that their mamas out there will as well. Thank you, Jessica. I love what you're doing. This is such a privilege to be a part of what you're doing for, for other mothers as a mother in training. I'm really impressed with your, your venture and I wish you the best and all those mamas out there, I wish you the best. The Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms, and I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, please take a minute on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. If you'd like to be a guest and share your story, email me at thepumpingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me if you have any questions for any of my guests, and I will reach out, get those answers, and relay them to you in a follow-up episode. A big thank you to my friends Ashley and Kelly for the use of their baby's laughter, and my dear friend Erin Adams for writing my gorgeous theme song. You can follow along on Instagram at The Pumping Podcast, and go ahead and share the podcast with a mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping.